Welcome back to The Abnormal Christian. I am Brad Mason. I'm here again with my wonderful wife, Natasha Mason. Hello, hello. And there she is, and here we are. And we are glad to be back with you for another episode, episode number 60-something. I've lost count officially, so I'm not really quite sure where we're at. I think it's like 61, 62, doesn't even matter. We're just doing these episodes. So uh, off the bat, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, you can reach us at theabnormalchristian.gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, probably still on GeoCities or what was the other one? MySpace. Probably, what? You can probably find us on a MySpace page. I'm just kidding. Um, but anyway, you can find us anywhere you, you look for, um, you know, your social interaction, I guess, every day. So uh, we're glad to be back with you. This episode is going to be around a uh, hot button subject, a really <laughs> hot topic, uh, something that I think that the majority of people in life uh, have a question about. And I can honestly tell you up front that I don't have all the answers, but I will give you the best answer that I can possibly present. That being said, this episode is probably probably going to be titled um, "Why Do Bad Things Happen to Good People?" Or you could we could call why it "Why Me." We could call it "Why Me," which would be an easier title for the episode, you know, when we post it. Um, but really, I think a lot of people have this question of "Why do bad things happen to good people?" It seems like everywhere we go and everything we do, um, and maybe uh, honestly, it's because we're very. Um, self-focused individuals. Everyone on the earth is, is focused on themselves. We all know our own troubles and our own struggles and, and all the things that happen in our lives. And we always come to this eventual question that we tend to ask God. And it just seems to be, why me? Why do bad things why happen to me? Why is this happening to me? Right. Um, and so just a couple examples. I'll give you a couple examples of things maybe are happening in your life. Uh, if you live in the United States, maybe if you have it in your life, you live somewhere else. So maybe in the United States, you're having car troubles or car issues. Your cars are breaking down. We have this. This is, this plagues our family like nobody's business. Um, for probably 20 years, I've always called it the Mason curse. Um, just because it seems like as soon as things are going right, you, just a car problem comes up. You got a little bit of extra money. Right. It's like your car can smell Sure. It. And so it's either, you know, you have a problem with the tires or the rotors or the motor or the tires. Timing belt breaks or um, something just seems to go wrong at the at most inopportune time, right? So uh, you, you have these issues with your car. Maybe it's your relationships. Your relationships are going bad. You're having trouble at home with your husband or your wife, and your wife is grouchy. Oh, and you're... Why are you looking at me? Uh, I wasn't just looking at I'm grouchy today. <laughs> so I'm just saying. So you have relationship issues. Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's your friends. Maybe it's your boss. Maybe you it's know. your kids. Maybe it's your kids. You're you're not getting along well with them or getting along well with others. Maybe uh, maybe there's health issues. Maybe there's sickness in your family. Maybe you live in um, Wuhan and you're you're in China and you're having to deal with the <laughs> coronavirus. I mean, maybe there's things in your life that are going wrong. And so the eventual question that people always ask, and, and this goes honestly think this goes for atheists as much as it does Christians. It goes for people who don't even believe in God. Um, at some point, everyone shakes their fist at the sky and says, why me? Why is this happening to me? I'm a good person. I don't deserve this, you know. Um, and you see it in the movies. Now, generally from uh, the worldview, let's look at it from a worldview to begin with, uh, the world thinks that, the, how, do you define, how do you think they define, how would you define a good person? What is a good person? <laughs> and I'm asking you, I'm going to pretend like Natasha is someone who is outside of Christianity. So if you were asked, if, if I as a Christian were to ask you and say you weren't a, you pretend you're not we a Christian. just having a conversation. Um, yeah, and I said, uh, what is a good person? How would you describe, how do you think they would describe that? How would the world describe what a good person is? Uh, well, you don't break the law. 
you do what your, I guess, society dictates that you should be doing. You're taking care of your responsibilities. You try to, you know, do for other people, maybe. All right. So uh, those are really good examples of what they might, what someone who might say what a good person is. Um, Ray Comfort, Living Waters Ministries, he's got these videos on YouTube. You can go watch. He's in Huntington Beach. And he, and he presents people with this option of here's, a, I think it's $100. Could be 10 bucks. I don't remember. Um, but it's always, if you can prove to me that you're a good person, I'll give you this money. And so they come in. People always think they're good. And, and they want to answer. And we've talked about this. But people come up and they always want to act like, you know, well, I'm not bad. I don't, I don't kill. I don't steal. Most people are not going to confess oh I'm a terrible person right correct and and that's that's honestly that's where I think but the point is is when bad things happen to us why do we always assume why is it that people are always saying out loud why do bad things happen to me I'm a good person really are you that good of a person I mean in the world in the context of the way the world looks at things I think it's more I'm not that bad (laughs) oh so I'm bad but I'm not that bad so now there's a qualifier to how much bad something is so you can be a little bad, but not that. It's the, it's the same old story we tell with the lies, right? So mm-hmm. there's there's the little white lie, and then there's just a regular lie. So the little white lie is kind of what we could deem as harmless. It's really not going to hurt any. Well, yeah, I didn't really want to tell her she looked terrible right. in that it's dress. It's a lie, but I'm not going, you know, I'm not really that. It's not. So I think when we, um, as people, when we begin to quantify um, what is good and bad based, but it's really based on, it's an arbitrary thing. So the, some one person's goodness may be different than somebody else. You know, I, I talked to a guy a couple of months ago, he, um, was behind on his child support and he's looking at going to jail and his response was, but I'm a good person. I, I don't, you know, I pay it. It's just not my fault. I mean, I got behind things happen and, and, you know, he's quantifying what this goodness or badness is. Now the law says you have to pay X, Y, and Z, and it has to be paid on these dates. And if you don't pay it, you're going to jail. But in his mind, he's saying, well, I'm trying, therefore I'm good. Now he's held up to a legal standard. He's not good. According, if you you look at the law, um, he's not good. Um, It's the same thing when a cop pulls somebody over for speeding and he says, do you know how fast you're going? And they say, well, I'm going fast. I've got to get to the bathroom or my wife's having a baby. You're up trying to quantify why I'm not so bad, right? I'm admitting I've done something wrong, but I'm not that bad. And it's different in the world because it's so, again, it's so arbitrary that you have to ask who gets to set the standard. Because if you can't have a concrete standard for something, then how do we know? Uh, we talked, uh, me and you talked about this this week. I told Natasha, I said, there's without um, an expectation, there can be no accountability, right? I mean, without understanding what an expectation is, somebody can't tell you that you're not doing your job or they can't tell you that you're not good enough or that you're not doing right or you're that's doing like, wrong. Well, you didn't tell me that's what I was expecting. Correct. To be doing. So when people die and go to heaven and they face God, because that's what the Bible says we're all going to do. We're going to face him someday. Um, do you think that anyone will have the uh, the right or ability to say, you didn't tell me what the expectation was? Well, no, the Bible tells you what the expectation is. Correct. So the Bible tells us what the expectation is. Why? Because we are going to be held accountable. Without that expectation, there can't be an accountability. Um, So when we look at people right off the bat, and I'm just going to give you the word of God, a lot of people are going to say, you know, well, I'm a good person. I I didn't. We're looking at the biblical standard of what is good, right? Um, Romans chapter 3, verse 10 through 12, it says, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. 
So the Word of God is calling us and is telling us that we are not righteous people. Why are we not righteous? Can you answer that question? What what has made us unrighteous? Our sin. Our sin has made us unrighteous. So is it uh, was it sin before I was even born? What do you mean? Like was there sin before I was born? Yes. Okay. Um, or did someone else's sin contribute to my sin? Mm, maybe, yeah. Yeah. So Adam and Eve, when they're in the Garden of sin Eden. Sin to the Father. Correct. Right. So Adam and Eve are in the Garden and they disobey and sin enters into all things. Um, what are the wages of sin? Death. Ah, the wages of sin are death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ mm-hmm. our Lord. We know this. So the wages of sin are death. So we, we had had this conversation. We were going to have a podcast and we were going to talk about does sin ha- uh, manifest itself in the physical, right? Can the spiritual realm, can the spiritual idea of sin manifest itself? And the answer is absolutely, because the wages of sin is death. The physical manifestation of your sin is the fact that you're going to die. It's going to happen to everybody, the rich, the poor, and everyone in between. So sin is going to have a physical manifestation in your life at one point or the other. You're going to die. It is appointed unto man once to die, and then after this, the judgment. So we know that this sin lives in us. Now, if everyone has sin in them, and God says that sin makes you unrighteous, we just read it in Romans chapter 3, right? It says there's none righteous, no, not one. So if the sin, if sin is what makes you unrighteous, is anyone technically down deep, according to the word of God, a good person? No. Can they be a good person? Apart from Jesus, apart from God the Father, can you make yourself a good person? Can I make myself a good person? Or can you be a good person? Can you make yourself a good... And the, and the real issue here is is the sin issue. You have this sin that dwells in you. If you don't do something with God and Jesus, if you walk your whole life apart from those two, can you be a good person? You can try. Right. You're, you're not answering that question. <laughs> you're do, That was good. You're playing the world. I like it. Can you be a good person? I mean, at the root of it, if if one little itty bitty ounce drop speck of sin makes you unrighteous, is no. it possible? No, no. it's absolutely. If, that, if, that's, if that's what we're. If that's the qualifier, so verse twelve said, "They're all gone out of the way. They are. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Because it's all about motive. It's all about um, the reason and the cause of why we do things. Um, can you do occasional? And this is, you know, uh, you give somebody." Um, laws and rules. If you had somebody who didn't believe in Jesus and they had the word of God and they lived according to the word of God, they could probably live a pretty decent life because they could, they would have these rules that told them what to do and what not to do. But at the same time, they would not be able to, con- they wouldn't be able to keep all of that to themselves. They wouldn't be able to do all of those things that are written in the book because they don't have the Holy Spirit of God. This is the argument that uh, I think Jesus makes to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He says, you know, your forefathers couldn't even keep the laws. And here you are uh, heaping more with the Talmudis. You're giving the, the Talmud to the people. You're giving more rules and more regulations to them. You couldn't even keep the laws like Moses did. You sit in a seat, but you don't keep his law. And that's because they lack the Holy Spirit of God. So when we look at the idea of can we be good Apart from God, we can't be anything. We can't be good. We can't. We're we're going to be bad. It's the nature, and and I've said it before that you are absolutely one hundred percent capable of doing anything right or wrong, really wrong. You can do anything wrong apart from Christ. Um, And there's some people who've done bad things and have been saved before. I mean, it's 
It's really that flesh and the spirit. So when it comes down to it and we say, why do bad things happen to good people? The easy answer there is number one, they don't. There's no good people. Bad things happen to bad people. We're all in the eyes of God. If we're apart from Jesus Christ, we're sinners and we're undone. Now, if we're believers and bad things are continuing to happen to us, do we have a right to shake our fist in God's face and say, why does this keep happening to me? No. We shouldn't, right? So the scripture says that, that the Bible says that God is going to test us and try us and that he's going to purify us and that he is like a potter and we are like the clay and he is working us and molding us and making us. And the simple re- here's the simple answer. If you got problems in your life and you're a Christian, if you got things that are going on, sickness and you know disease or whatever it may be, um, yeah, maybe it is God trying to perfect some part of you, but he's not trying to perfect you. What he's trying to do is let his son be glorified through you. And this is the hard part of sickness that we don't understand. Everybody wants to be healed. Everybody wants it to go away. Everybody wants to be free of pain. Everybody wants to be, you know, living what they consider a healthy life. I think your brother posted a verse recently on Facebook about, maybe it wasn't a verse, maybe it was just a statement about, can you really think that God is trying to mold you if you're not? going through trials. Right. So you wouldn't honestly think that a a potter is working with clay if the lump just sat on the table. Right. If he didn't put his hands in it and and, and apply some pressure. Right. If he didn't put the pressure on it and spin the wheel and and really try to mold it and make it and throw away the things because this thing's going to come off he doesn't want and clumps that he's not going to need. And and then the interesting in the whole potter theory clay thing too is that even though he makes a pot, he has to put it into a kiln. He has to burn it. Right. Basically. He has to run it through fire to make it into something that is useful. And this is why the scripture gives us that, that example. It won't be broken. Right. Or make it harder to It break. can hold water. It can, you know, it's a very useful thing once it's it's set. Um, and so this, you know, when we look at it, it's interesting to me that as a Christian, you, you might have some who would say, um, I don't understand why I'm going through all these things. You know, I mean, really, we don't understand in all things. And the Bible says in all trials and tribulations, we should be glorifying the father. We should be glorifying the son. We should be giving God. And it's tough. It's so hard because I, you, and maybe you're listening to the podcast. Maybe this is the first episode you've ever heard you, the name, the title caught you and you're sitting there and you're going, oh yeah, you're, it's easy to say, but maybe you don't live there and you act like we don't know. Maybe you think we don't know how hard it is. We do know. We absolutely know. There are other episodes where we've talked about Natasha having cancer and uh, the things we had to deal with, some really bad things. And even still, there's still some difficulties from it. But there were some really bad things we had to deal with with that. And there were depressing times, and there were times where we were joyful. Um, Well, I think there was a time I was laying down and wish to be dead. Yeah. I, but that, <laughs> that was, happens. I mean, it's, yeah. it's to the point that physically the body is weak and we get through all these things in our lives and we go through so many difficult things, um, that we don't think anybody else can understand. And you sometimes get to the point where you're just like, I can't keep doing this. I want to be done with this. You know, the Bible says God's grace is sufficient for us. And that's what it's there for is those times when the flesh is weak and the spirit is saying, hang in there, hold on. The Lord is going to, you know, he's going to get you through this. And it's learning. We have to learn to see that part because it's easy to get focused on the negative side of it, right? It's easy to say, um, you know, I don't understand why this is happening to me. Oh, what was me? This is the worst ever, you know. Well, I don't want to think. I I think through that I got closer to or my relationship with Christ got closer than I think I could have gotten there without having gone through that. Correct. Because when, when you have nothing left, there's. 
Not well, and that, not much again, else to hold on that to. also brings into the idea of the, this idea that people want to be healed, right? So people want to be healed. They want to be, Lord, take this away from me. Set me free from it all. But if he does that, you don't learn. You're not learning from, yes, you're glorifying God that you're healed. We saw the examples in the scripture, but there were people who suffered for a long time before Jesus showed up. There were people who suffered for eight years before uh, Peter showed up and told him to, remember he told the man, get up off your bed and walk. The man had been there for eight years. He went through eight years of this. But think how grateful and thankful he must have been to be able to walk correct because and he was without it for so long yeah and so we we so this is the other side of that too that sickness in the body if you're a believer this is something i hope you really understand that we get sick because of sin we get sick because our bodies are human and they fail us um, there's no scripture in the Bible that says once you become a believer, all of your sickness and all your pain is going to go away forever and that you're going to never have to deal with these things. Um, and quite the contrary. This is this is our opportunity as believers to shine when we get sick. It's to show others that, yeah, this might be the end of my life. Maybe, you know, maybe I don't have long to live. Maybe I got something that's terminal, but I'm going to praise and glorify God in everything that I do. And so that when I'm when my life is over, that people can say, man, that person really lived and they lived it. They went through the worst you could ever think of, but they still stayed with their belief. They still held to their faith. They still held to their God. So, you know, sickness is not always, um, I don't know how you want to put it, but a lot of people, I was thinking today, a lot of people, when their car breaks down or something, it's like, Oh devil, you're not getting me today. It's not always the devil, right? So no. it, maybe it's your shoddy brakes or your worn out tires. The devil didn't flatten your tire if you hadn't gotten new ones in the last <laughs> two years. Um, but we like to blame him for a lot of stuff. And so I think this is the same thing. Why do bad things happen to good people? I don't understand. They happen to everybody. You just don't know what everybody else is going through. Yeah, because not everybody, you know wants to broadcast that or, no. or whine and complain about every little thing that's going on. And then I think that goes all down to the point of suffering. What's the point of suffering within the body of Christ? Um, it is so that God receives glory. That's It's so that I am lessened and he is he's made greater. So I was thinking, um, you I mean, know. I mean, it's fairly simple. Like, why am I going through this? Well, it's either to get you closer to Christ or it is always to glorify Jesus. So... Correct. And what else are we talking losing about? Losing sight. We lose sight. I think as believers in America, and I'm going to speak to America specifically right now, in America we lose sight of what real suffering is because we are so far removed from it. Oh, Lord. Right? Yes. I mean, we're. Mm-hmm. if you're listening around the world, you don't. maybe you don't understand how well that we do have it here. God has blessed us so well above and beyond in this country that, uh, you know, I mean, even, our, even the homeless people who don't have a place to live can ask and get money from other folks. I mean, it's not that complicated of a situation, but it seems like we always want to make it like our lives are the worst. You know, I was reading, um, this past week in Nigeria, there was a pastor there, um, pastor, and I'm going to say his name. I hope I get it right. Um, Lawan Andimi, um, Lawan Andimi, um, who lived in Nigeria. He was a pastor. He was called up by Boko Haram this past week. He, um, was told that if he didn't recant and reject Jesus name, they were going to kill him. And he refused, and he stood by the fact that he believed in Jesus as his Savior, and they cut his head off his shoulders. You want to tell me that my life is so miserable and terrible, you know, oh, I'm going through some, I've got to pay extra taxes. Oh, I've got a bill that came up I wasn't expecting. I'm running out of money. They might cut my lights off. Cut my lights off. You're not taking my life. Right. Yeah, I was looking in, in Nigeria. It's one of the most dangerous. It's number 12 on the list last year of one of the most dangerous places in the world to be a Christian. During 2018 and 2019, in a one-year span, they killed 
1,350 Christians. They killed them because they were Christians for the cause of Christ. I cannot tell you that has not happened, or I can tell you that has not happened in the United States in the last year. There haven't been 1,300 Christians here die in the name of Jesus. And not, I know that we've had church shootings and these things that go on, these random things, right? But these are, these are situations where someone held them captive and wanted them to confess or repent uh, the name of Jesus and recant that and accept this, their, what they believed. And they refused to do it. And so they killed 1,350 people, women, men, children, because of Jesus in Nigeria. And you want to sit, and we want to sit and look at each other in America and say, Oh, my life is so bad. I'm going through so many trials and tribulations. Really? Are we really? How are these little things in our lives really getting that big of a hold on us that we can't just look at and say, you know what? That's silly. I think a lot of people need to gain uh, just a, a, a touch of perspective. Absolutely. I mean, we, and it's, it's, we've, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about 12 that they had killed in Nigeria. Um, it is a very dangerous place, but these people are still living the gospel of Jesus. Iraq, Iran, these are, I think these are two in the top 12. Um, there's some really, I mean, there's some real persecution going on in the world for the body of Christ. Now, we had talked about a while back, what is the responsibility of a Christian? And one of the things I did read in Matthew, and we just went through the book of uh, Acts, um, where they were trying to kill Saul. Um, they had set out to kill Saul, and he escaped, and he ran. Um, and in the book of Matthew, it talks about um, when that the the, um, the Antichrist, basically, when he's coming, it says flee and flee if you can. So, um, you know, if if we're in a place to where we're being persecuted for the cause of Christ, and we have the opportunity to run away, we should. We should absolutely do that. Um, but in these instances where these people are being captured and they've been led to their death, and it's you need to confess that this is a lie, that you're you're believing a lie, and they don't, and their head is cut off of their neck. I mean, it's just, I, I need you to, I want people to get that idea, get that in your mind, that there are people in, in this world, the world that we live in, that is supposedly a civilized society, that all, oh, everybody's good people, ain't no bad people in the world. There are people out there dying for the name of Jesus. And we're going to sit here and say, I have car trouble this week. I'm really being persecuted by the devil. Really? Are you? Is that what's going on? <laughs> Karen. <laughs> I mean, it's. I, I don't understand how people just but don't we, we laugh. Do it. We, like it's, I know, but we've done it. I've done it. I've I done know. it myself. And and here's the other side about tribulation, right? And, and all the, why do bad things happen to good people? I'm going to give you one of the biggest reasons that, quote unquote, bad things happen to good people is because good people make dumb decisions, right? So a lot of the decisions that we make in life have repercussions. And then when those repercussions come back on us, we want to look at God and go, well, why did you let me get into this? Why are you letting God this happen like, to me? I didn't have nothing to do right? with that. You, you did that yourself. That relationship you got into, you shouldn't have been in in the first place, has come back to bite you. That that home payment, that mortgage, that six, seven hundred, eight hundred dollar car payment you got that you shouldn't have ever done, you did it yourself. And now you come to God, and we want to go to God and say, "Why are you doing this to me? I can't believe you would let this happen." And the truth is, we get ourselves in these situations. And so, you know, looking at it from the Word of God, yeah, no, we're not. We're not righteous. We can't make ourselves righteous. We're, there's no such thing as good people. Throw that out the window. There's no good people. The only people that there are are the lost and the saved. And the saved are bad people who are washed in the blood of Jesus. And it's His blood, it's His righteousness that has been appointed to us. It's His righteousness that has been placed upon us. It's not my righteousness. It's not my works. It's not my deeds. Um, it is by faith that I'm saved through grace. It's not of myself. I didn't do anything of myself. I didn't do anything to, to make myself better. You know, the Bible talks about God giving us a, a heart that is white as snow and washing us white as snow. No, and getting the sin out of us. 
And the way he does that is through the blood of his son. Something and someone died so I could be made righteous. But I'm not even made righteous. Christ has made righteousness in me. He's made righteousness for me. You know, we got to get out of this mentality that, uh, that bad things are happening to us because God is oppressing us or God is punishing us. Or Now, the scripture says he does chastise those he loves. I do believe that. I believe that happens. Um, but at the same time, it's every little thing that comes up is, is I don't understand, you know. And, and really, this message goes out to people who are not saved. If you're lost and you're listening to this, the scripture says, in the eyes of God, in the presence of God, you are unrighteous and you are your righteousness, the deeds you try to do, are filthy rags in his presence. And he will not accept that. That's not going to work. You've got to be washed in the blood of the lamb. You have to be washed in the blood of Jesus because his righteousness can be applied to your life. And then it's, uh, you know, there, yeah, these things in life, things are going to happen. It's, you know, sometimes it's just a candle on a birthday cake and it went out before you could blow it out. I mean, it's just, it's not always somebody trying to get you. So anyway, we just want to kind of get into this a little bit. Maybe it gives you a little clarity. I hope so. If it doesn't, email us back at theabnormalchristian at gmail.com and tell us how tremendously wrong we are. I would love that. Um, but I really think, you know, we've, we've got to get away from the idea that we are, uh, woe is me, and we have to start living the life that says, I'm a child of the king. I'm a child of God. And yes, these things, things in my life may not be going great, but the father has a plan. My father knows what's going on. Uh, my father is going to take care of me. It doesn't matter if I can't walk today. It doesn't matter if I can't see. It doesn't matter if my car stops running. It doesn't matter if they cut my lights off. I will hope and I will depend completely upon God for all of my needs. And when we get to that point, then I think a lot of things in our lives, these things that we want, the wants, don't matter anymore. We stop desiring all the silliness. We don't have to broadcast all our problems. We can trust in the Lord and rely on Him alone. So anyway, uh, that'll be it for this end of this episode. We hope to catch you again on the next episode, and we hope that God blesses you this week as you go about your business. Bye.